0: of question we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So don't just listen in. call us with your comments.
1: Good morning are you ready to say yes Yes, yes yes to Spirit.
0: Well, I'm not certain that loudly I am, but, I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm in the right place and I, uh, at the end of the hour I will be, right? And
1: maybe I'm acting as if. <laughs> you know, actually, I am ready to say yes to spirit. It's been a great morning so far. Um, it has been uh, um, an interesting morning so far and uh, there are a lot of places we could go on this uh, holiday weekend that we are having this conversation on the 4th of July weekend, Um, and I think it's a perfect morning to talk about saying yes to spirit in the context of our theme of freedom. It is a perfect day for that. Yeah, does saying yes to spirit give you more or less freedom? Are freedom and free will the same thing? What does it look like when we say uh, yes, to spirit and live from a place of freedom. We'll be able to talk about all of that today.
0: Well, I want to hear more about your interesting morning. Was that a tease? Are you can tell us more about what's been interesting about your morning, or um, maybe. <laughs>
1: Okay, very good. But uh actually, no, it's just I can do it now. It's just ah. so been interesting ah. in um in the variety of things that I have done in like two and a half hours from um, you know, thinking about spiritual practice and spiritual choices to uh, clearing off my desk. Ah. So there'd be a place to put the phone To um, meditation and journaling. It's just been an interesting, you know, in two and a half hours going from family conversations to reflection to meditation to Ah. preparing for the show. So, no big story. Well, it just sounded much more interesting. Yeah, it did. Yeah,
0: there
1: you go. I don't have to wonder about it. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it's like. No, let me just go ahead and say it's really nothing. Ah. And if I just said it's nothing, you would be sitting there going, what is she withholding? Really, man,
0: exactly. What is she
1: withholding? Okay, so we always start with connecting the dots, and last week we had a good show about heaven,
0: and we had homework,
1: and we had homework, and the homework assignment was to intentionally choose to experience heaven on earth, or to intentionally notice when you are experiencing heaven on earth and what that feels like and notice if your behavior is different and
0: just see what comes up Tracy did you do your homework of course i did ah so impressed go ahead tell us how that was for you <laughs> So one of the
1: main reasons I remembered to uh-huh. do my homework was uh-huh. because I had an opportunity to remind you there was homework. Uh-huh, you did. <laughs> and then it's the like, oh, okay, then I really need to do it. <laughs> but there were several times during the week. I I My intention at the beginning of the week was to every day or every couple of days to stop at some point and say, okay, for the next hour, remember, you are experiencing heaven on earth, or you can, it's up to you to create heaven on earth. And so I didn't do it every day, but I started with that intention so that it would come up regularly. And there were a couple of times when um, I noticed that it was really easy to feel like I was experiencing heaven on earth if I was doing something that I really like to do or that I know I do well. So, for example, at near the end of the week or you know, on Thursday, in the you know, but in the second half of the week, I was um, co-facilitating an all-day class at a company and. Um, And there were times, several times during the day when I was like, this is heaven on earth. And it wasn't just because, it wasn't that the class was easy. In fact, one of the times that I said that, someone had asked a really difficult question. But because I so love the topic of diversity in in the workplace and how do you turn it into inclusion, and because the question was a really difficult question, it was like, okay, none of this service stuff. I get to really dig into this and and really share, really in some ways this ministry that I have to help people build cross-cultural bridges and understand that it's all God and that everybody, even though they're different from you, you share the same creator. You really are are. Different by design, and not it's not anything to be threatened by. So I was like, oh, this is heaven on earth. I get to engage with people who are asking really good questions on a deep level. You know, it's like, I'm so grateful. So, um, you know, it's like, yeah, it feels like heaven on earth because I'm doing something I love. Um, And then I had the opposite happen earlier in the week, where in the moment I didn't, I wasn't conscious of it being heaven on earth. But later in the day, when I said, "Okay, for the next hour, I'm going to experience heaven on earth," I I realized that a few hours earlier, when I was in the middle of a major meltdown and in a lot of fear and feeling, you know, like you know everything was coming at me and I I realized that that too was heaven on earth, and it was a heaven experience for a couple of reasons. One, there were two people there to support me and to, um, you know, help me get through it in a positive way, and keep my spiritual grounding. Um, and that in itself, having the right people at the in the right mm-hmm. place at the right, right time, is uh-huh. heaven. Uh-huh. Um, but also the meltdown itself really was heaven happening here on Earth because even though I didn't enjoy it in the moment, it was the perfect way for me to release what I no longer needed. Mm. And I wouldn't. And I've had the opportunity to release that which I no longer needed in that situation before. And intellectually, I was like, okay, good, I'm done with that. I don't have to deal with that anymore. I don't need that anymore in my head. Right. But I was still demonstrating Experience it in my bed. Uh-huh. And so the meltdown was like, you know, this really has to go. Ah! Yeah. This, ha- I'm done with uh, it. Core level. And it's like the tears flowing was like that going out and it leaving my body. It was really symbolic. I'm like, what a perfect... Way to both show me that I hadn't gotten through it yet, and to release it more. And in that case, it was like, oh, you know, I didn't feel at all of what I think about when I say heaven on earth, mm-hmm. but it really was, and that was a big shift for me. Mm. That you know, in the midst of the pain, that also can be can be heaven, if we have the if we have that perspective about it.
0: Right, yes, yes. What is it about, isn't it? And you said different by design. I think that's a bumper sticker. I love that. Did you make that up? Bet you did. <laughs> well, years I use, ago, you I, were starting out. Yeah, I use it a lot with
1: diversity that, and with stained glass spirit. I've yeah. used it a lot. That we are, we are different by by okay. divine design. Oh, um, even better. Yeah. 3D,
0: that's... different by
1: divine design. Yeah, I use that a lot. But that's I a bumper
0: sticker. I'm making it up and acting like it was mine. If you don't do it, I'm I'm going to steal it. Okay, and if you make a million dollars, <laughs> I just want to cut. It's on, it's on the show here that it was your idea. That's a really different by divine design. I love that. And um, exactly as you were telling your story about heaven on earth, I think that's how you ended it is how I really tried to see it this week. Mm-hmm. in terms of everything being heaven on earth, and it's my perception of it that gives me the classic, oh, this is all good, all the time, all the time, you know, that little fun saying, or my perception of this is just the worst thing ever and I might not recover. But the experience is is stagnant. The experience is a given. It's my understanding of it, my perspective of it, my story about it, my interpretation of it mm-hmm. that gives it heaven or hell on earth. And that it's always within my choice to experience it as heaven on earth. And um and I have a little story but I'm going to save it till we talk about freedom. I'm not certain why, but I feel the need to do a little bit of a tease about it. But um <laughs> So but that was that that is really significant homework I think to kinda of keep doing since I love the idea of homework and work and making things harder than they and have to be being
1: accountable. Being
0: accountable and yes, being rigid about it. But um you know, that's an ongoing journey to always look for those opportunities to remember that everything really is my experience, either heaven or hell is within my choice. And um
1: yeah, and, of course, we we won't redo the whole show from last week. but Although
0: we could. No, we won't.
1: Yeah. We, we could because mm-hmm. it's a great juicy topic. But, the you know, that idea that so many have in their head um, of heaven being streets paved with gold and... Out there
0: somewhere. You know, unlimited Eventually.
1: food and, and, yeah, and somewhere you're striving to get to that you must sacrifice to get to. Um, yeah. It, it's a big shift when we shift to, it, it, it's. It, number one, heaven on earth is possible and um, available to us, and then that bigger shift of, and it's all heaven. Right. It's all the experience of right. God experiencing life in, as, and through you.
0: So that might hook into freedom in terms of we have the freedom to uh, to to shift into that idea, the freedom to grow into that uh, understanding of the truth. I think, um, you know, and hopefully we'll talk more about that as the freedom topic we get further on. But, you know, many times I don't know what I don't know, but then once I get an inkling of it, you know, it, it really is I'm free to... To make some choices. Absolutely.
1: So let's take a break and then um, come back and talk about freedom. Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And our theme today is freedom. And um, how perfect is that since this is Independence Day weekend in the United
0: States? And so are independence and freedom the same thing? Well, you know, I was going to make you be the smart one again. I know that's a burden. But um, do you have any understanding? What were we trying to fight for freedom from initially? Why did we want to get away from the Brits across the pond? Was there the some tyranny of there? the king, and yes. And I actually... Do you know this? Oh, yeah, I knew you would. I felt oh, that you would. The oh. reason
1: I know this, uh-huh, though, uh-huh. is because in the 60s and the civil 60s and 70s, I guess more so the 70s, Um, in the civil rights movement and in black power and then in the beginning of the women's
0: feminist movement. Mm -hmm.
1: It just kept occurring to me at these stages in my teens and 20s, and... um, that America was built, you know, became the Declaration of Independence, Mm -hmm. that we were declaring our independence from the tyranny of the king Mm. of, you know, England.
0: England,
1: right. And I just got curious, what is it that, they were wanting, you know, what did they think was tyranny? What was the definition of their tyranny? Yeah, right. Like, what was so bad, you know, mm-hmm. really? And and so there have been at least a dozen times in my life, and usually on, now with Facebook and everything, usually on the 4th of July I will post a link to the actual full Declaration of Independence mm. and encourage people to go read it of uh, how, you know, how... England was treating the American colonists, and are we doing, how much of that are we doing today Mm. in the big world and individually? Do you treat people any of these ways? So I can't, now what I can't do is I cannot, like, tick off the list of specific, Grievances. Okay, so but that is
0: the list. But there, there's a Within list the in the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. is what we specifically were. Okay, so right. I didn't even and connect those two. Okay. Yeah,
1: you know, um, being taxed, but not being having a voice in what gets said, mm-hmm. giving um, feedback about this is what we need, and being told, doesn't matter what you think you need, mm-hmm. you know, we're not doing we're that.
0: We know more. We well,
1: We're not doing that. And um, doesn't matter what you think you need to live. Uh, you know, this is what we think. So just total disregard for the humanity Mm. um, and the the humanity of others and saying my way is the way and you don't have any freedom Mm. to do it differently, even though that might work better for you because you're in a different situation, dealing with different things. And so when I take that down to a personal level, um, you know, you think about how many times you have to follow the rules, and you do. There, there are reasons there are rules and guidelines. We. That's why you have society. That's why in a business you have, you know, a leadership. People do have to make decisions to make things run smoothly. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance being in compliance is what comes to mind, but how do you balance the needs of the many with your individuality, and is that
0: what freedom is all about? You know, I'm going to back up a minute, though, to something earlier. When I asked the original question about what they were trying to get freedom from, what it occurs to me is the links they were willing, the links they were willing, links. how far they were willing to go, to what extremes they were willing to go mm-hmm. to get their freedom and how desperate is my word, how okay. much how deeply their desire how deep their commitment must have been to wanting that freedom. That it would almost it seems to me, it would it would seem to me it would have to be almost like a need. Like like I would rather die mm-hmm. than stay where I am. Because I think I would imagine setting a sail across the sea there was peril and all sorts of possibility of things. So the situation beyond the pond had to be so bad that they were willing to almost literally physically lose their life to gain their freedom. And so how often in my life do things have to get to that huge place where things are so bad that I'm willing to do whatever to get to the freedom? And then when your last question there about freedom or independence – you know, that seems to be a, a subtler, more of a gray kind of thing in terms of am I am I independent? Maybe I have to be free before I can be independent or maybe my independence is a state of mind. We'll think more about that here in a minute. But um, I do think it's fascinating how there's something innate in or something about us on a core level that, demands to be free. It demands to be expressed. It demands to be one with itself, with its own self. And so somehow those early pilgrims demonstrated actively this kind of inner bubbling that I think we all have, that we all know. And some of us get in the ship and go, and some of us just, you know, stay on the shore and wish, and some of us sit in the house and go, oh, those people are crazy but in the back of our head we know something, you know. So I think it's different levels of kinds of ways to express that need. Yeah, and I think it is an
1: innate, it is innate in human nature that when we talk from a spiritual basis about each person being created in the spiritual image and likeness of God, there's no bigger freedom Mm -hmm. than having the unlimited and infinite expression of God. And so if we were each designed in that image, then it it seems to me that it only makes sense that you would have an an impulse, no matter what kind of society you lived in, to express Mm -hmm. who you are. And so I, you know, and, and in that sense, you know, to me, freedom really comes in that—not free from all rules or guidelines that you can just do whatever you want whenever you want it. I don't think about that as true freedom, you know. And I, that's really interesting for me to say that out loud because I don't know that I've ever really thought about it that way before. But I, you know, the freedom to be who you are to make a contribution to society or to the world, to express life in a unique way. Um, For me, it's a both-and. It's like I have freedom. I feel free when I feel I am able to bring my uniqueness forth. But that doesn't mean I never, ever do what I need to do to,
0: to live in a society. To live within the bounds of that society the pre
1: prescribed right, bounds.
0: that's
1: it. right at least you know to a, that it's a negotiation mm-hmm. in terms of day to day life um, and you know i I remember uh, thinking about what would i would i want what would make me move to another country uh-huh you know and I guess that's no different than if you work in company a and you're having a really difficult time there, whether it's your direct boss or you just don't like the culture of that organization, then, and you don't feel free to express yourself or do a good job, then your choice can be, I will go to company B. I will go look for another job in another situation. You don't immediately go to, well, I'm just gonna stay home and be who I am because then I won't have any money for food i won't have a I won't have a home unless I live with my parents or someone who's providing a home. mean mm-hmm. you know it's like it's not a compromise it doesn't make me less free.
0: You know as you're saying that it occurs to me uh something I would tend to think in those situations those particular rules don't apply to me and go ahead and do what I wanted to do anyway and, and that could be a problem.
1: It could
0: be, but it also could be an innovation. Yes, and, you know, interestingly enough, that has been some of my experience, you know, because I really do think, I really don't think in terms of other other people's, you know, boundaries being applying to me, even in the workplace or in society as a whole, you know, the common sense kind of things, don't hurt someone, don't, you know, take advantage of someone, those kind of common sense things, certainly living within the realm of, of, of a good, healthy consciousness. But beyond that, you know, if there's a predetermined line that you're not supposed to cross over for some, you know, somebody else's interpretation of what that line means, I've never really believed that that line applies to me. And somehow I have the impression that I'm special and I can, you know, talk my way through it And and, it has been my experience. Many times I can. And then, as you say, sometimes it does lose the line. And sometimes, you know, I get slapped down and, you know, lose that opportunity to stay in that workplace or that friendship circle or whatever it is, you know. But um, I do think that, that the predetermined, you know, no one outside of my good consciousness, I guess, do I have a feeling of not being free to express myself. And I don't know where that comes from, cause I think my family growing up was very within the walls of accepted behavior. You know, nobody pushed that envelope. Nobody was out there kind of being that rebel against, against the man.
1: And, you know, I think um, if we go back to the founding fathers of the nation of the United States, freedom was about the way you live, and your perception of yourself. Uh And we don't call the 4th of July Freedom Day. We call it Independence Day.
0: Oh, that's back to your original thing. What is the difference
1: between those? That we declared and claimed our independence from the rule of Britain.
0: So that's almost where...
1: Because we knew that it is our right to express freedom
0: Uh, and
1: we felt free or you know if we were the forefathers we know it's our right to be free and we are free and because we are free we need to be independent from the rule you know Uh, but it is interesting we don't call it freedom weekend or freedom day we call it the fourth of July and then we say it's we're celebrating our independence, independence from the tyranny or from the rule of of Britain, of the, of the King of England, and we are not subjects of the King of England, so that we can express our natural right to be free. It is natural for us to be free. Uh, Peter Abraham's, in, um, is an author and he wrote, It is only those who are free inside who can help
0: those around them. Yes. And that's a whole yes, that's another segment of all of this is people that are in jail or, you know, in some sort of concentration camp or something that have that sense of inner freedom. And I really am a big believer on that. Um but backing up that independence thing. See, okay, I keep going backwards. Uh so are we pushing against something by saying Independence Day? We're repelling against the tyranny versus embracing the freedom? Is it kind of like a Mother Teresa thing saying, I won't go to an anti-war rally, but I'll go to a peace rally? Are we embracing this idea of independence as kind of pushing against the tyranny versus saying it's a freedom day? Oh, which that's
1: interesting because when I think of Independence Day, I think of it as as not about the tyranny. I mean, we're saying that tyranny is not us. Uh-huh. That is not for us. So we are independent of that. So it's it's celebrating the standing up to say no, no more. Okay. But the focus, I mean, I think the reason that most of us, most people don't really know what's in the Declaration of Independence
0: uh-huh. is
1: because it wasn't, the focus has never been on the decision was made because of the of the um, inappropriate or unfair treatment. But once the decision was made, it was all about because we are free, we are this, so we can claim that we are independent of whatever they're doing. You know. But when you read the list that we, you know, probably all read in fifth grade or sixth grade or something right. like that, you go, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know the 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 colonists were within their right to be free from that kind of treatment and i'll try not to get distracted by how when i first read it in the 70s i was like yeah but that's how we're treating black people in the oh, you know now yeah. that we now that we we it wasn't okay you know so i i'm going to try not to get distracted <laughs> there
0: you know, but there's an interesting philosophy to that. That given, you know, the human experience taken to any kind of logical path, we we end up back where you know what we fought against. We become, you know, there is some right because we still are giving energy to that. To that. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm.
1: psychology to it, and there's spirituality to it. Mm-hmm. We give our attention to it so much that it becomes ingrained in us. Right, and then we inadvertently start playing it out. Or even at the time the decision was made to claim independence, you know, back the the question of declaration of independence, you know, we declare all men are created equal, but that didn't include
0: slaves. were there black colonists?
1: There were. There oh.
0: were Now, see this history one oh one, well how could uh, how how come because you all lost were, your way
1: no. there were black people that came over. Well, no, there were, no, co- the colonists being the free states
0: in yeah. the
1: U.S. on this side of the water calling themselves the colonists. Right. Different from the people who originally came and quote-unquote quote discovered America, the colonists being used as the term the 13 colonies right. that declared independence from England. Uh-huh. There were free, it would is the North? So there were free blacks at the time, but the um, there were there were black people who fought in the civil War, in the Civil War in. No,
0: no, Revolution, I know that. All of but that. were there black people that came over on a boat from England no. to America? Those were all white. No. Yeah. That's interesting. Were there black people in England? I'm <laughs> sure there were, but I don't know. <laughs> Why didn't anyone come over on the boat? Well, you know. No, this is very interesting. This has nothing to do with anything, but I'm very right. interested. Right. This, like, this is not a topic, but but you
1: know, the original people who, quote unquote, discovered America didn't come from they didn't come England. From England. They, they were on a Spanish. I'm oh, so upset. Columbus. conquistadors,
0: Conquestadores. La, La
1: you know. Mm. Were they, there any
0: black people with them? No? Brown? Spanish?
1: Well, it all depends on what, you know, a lot of them came out of the jails. A lot of them came out of the um, poor class, and they were looking for a better way of
0: life. Yes,
1: I do recall that story, yes. But, yeah, most of, I don't know, so I can't say definitely. I haven't seen anything, and maybe somebody listening to this show will know and let us know. I haven't seen anything that said um, there were, there were, Black folks, but when I think about the boats coming from Spain, it's hard for me to. It's not hard for me to imagine it would be
0: possible,
1: because Spain, Spain, Italy, Greece, the Middle East. I mean, you know, in all of in Europe, those places are very small. Mm-hmm. There could have been people who were working or working on them. You know, but we didn't have this distinction then. So the distinction I was going to make was when we wrote the Declaration of Independence and we said all men are created equal, it wasn't black and white. It was slaves and non-slaves. And it just so happened that, you know, all of the slaves were black, but there were other black people who weren't slaves, who were free in the North. Ah, so it was all men are created equal but you know the slaves were considered property they weren't considered men so they did not get treated the same way under this language of all men are created equal so it wasn't whether you're black or white it's are you a slave or not and granted there were there was a small population of black people who were free so it never got framed in black and white. And, it, and you know, if someone saw you and you were black, they had pretty much assumed you were a slave unless you were dressed a certain way.
0: So Now here's an interesting idea, and this could be really wrong as well in my history books or my things, but when I hear stories of these horrible conditions that slaves had or lived under, and then I listen to stories of the actual black communities within themselves, and how they came together and created songs and created rituals and created a sense of spirituality and a sense of family and a sense of us against the world, and where you know there is more as I define the word freedom and joy within and understanding heaven on earth, it seems to me the slave the oppressive conditions of the slave experience did not stop. The slaves from having this sense of inner something. It was almost as if that horrific external circumstance, and this gets back to the idea of being in jail or being in a concentration camp, that it almost propels that inner sense of freedom, that inner sense of understanding. No, my sense of well-being, my sense of freedom, my sense of spirituality can never be bound by some external force or bars or man or you know somebody else's. So in a in an odd way, on some level, the slaves seem to have discovered a freedom within that, you know, others that were living in the more conservative, you know, acceptable manner perhaps didn't have that same inner swelling of joy, you know, over, you know, the meals served together as a family, loving each other and caring for each other.
1: Yeah, I think, I think for a long time... Um The basis, I I think I think you're absolutely right that from what I have learned and what I have read and what I've been told about, and using that specific example, slavery, that you know Africans who were brought over had a had a very deep connection with spirit, right? And that spirituality, basically. Is what grounded the family and grounded individuals, and they continue to teach that
0: right.
1: generationally and through oral tradition. And so that sense of free, freedom was not defined by, um, you know, by the external circumstances. Right. And that there was there was that clarity of um and maybe, you know, freedom isn't the word, that sense of respect and that sense of individual relationship with God, um, was so strong that yes, all the qualities of God, love, joy, beauty, wisdom, there that was all present and all passed down and that sense of self respect, um was was consistent, or I wouldn't be here today. I mean, and that's growing up, that was really clear when people would say, and even today, people will say, you know, well, there's nothing to be proud of being black, or, you know, we're all uh, African American, or, you know, we just need to get rid of all these labels and, you know, uh, both. It's like, no, you know, I learned young that you don't get defined externally. And that the people can do all kinds of mean things to you as a group, as an identity group, Mm -hmm. and that that's not what makes you free or not. And it is those generation after generation stories of what we often, what is often referred to in our culture today as survival, Mm. you know, in spite of the odds or in survival, even though the treatment was really bad, but... It's a story much deeper than survival. It looks like surviving all of the stuff, but it's really that deep, living, like, spiritual, in it. grounding of knowing who you really are. Like, you know, you. I think you've probably heard me say before. I don't need to know who you are to be who I am. Right. Because if I let you define me, it's no telling who I might turn out to be. Instead of really being. Letting the God presence in me direct who I am. And I think that's what that's what the slaves had. And, yes. and I think, as you mentioned, when people are in jail and they feel they have no, on the surface, mm-hmm. it looks like they have no freedom. Mm-hmm. They begin to say, oh, I can't be defined by what you call a convict or a felon or a murderer. I am free to find that God seed within me right, and help other people or live the qualities or the attributes of God.
0: And it's really interesting because, you know, I, I worked in the Dallas County Jail a bit with uh, 64 women on a pod and I had the opportunity to have all 64 of them in the pod interacting with them twice a week. And they're all having the exact same external circumstance. It could not be more controlled, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Absolutely, each one is having a personal experience of that external circumstance. That's that's a very clear box, right? And they go from everything from absolute inner freedom to really, and you can just I get goosebumps when I hear the women talk about. You know, this is this is just not who I am. I'm not in, you know, I'm not in jail. My soul is free. God has a plan for me. This is working out for me. I mean, they usually couch it in very Christian terms. But the feeling and the energy within yeah. them is pure joy. I mean, these women have a sense of joy that I'm walking in and out of the jail, and I usually don't have. You know, there's this percentage of them that are just really get it, and then you know, you have everything in between to the other extreme of you know the women that won't get out of bed because you know they're in jail and their life's over and nothing's ever going to work for them, and you know, it's just the most terrible thing in the world. So that freedom, I think, kind of takes a rainbow or a gamut, or it goes from one extreme to the other. And now I'm even thinking, I'm wondering, because initially when I said, you know, those people had that in, in, I don't know what the word is, but that inner urge to get to America, because they were the smart ones, they were the ones that knew what they were doing, one of those sad little sons of a guns that stayed below in England. But maybe maybe they had even a deeper wisdom to know, oh, the king is not the boss of me. I can live on this land or, you know, pay this tax or do whatever the king wants. And I had this inner sense of well-being and joy and freedom that I can live, you know, in the both hand. So see now I'm discounting everything I've said in between because now, you know, who knows who the healthier people? But I want to know. But was it the healthier lines, people, uh, the people that ran away from the king, or the healthier people that stayed with the king? It's very black and white. I need to know right and wrong, good and bad. Let's just, you know. The best com- <laughs>
1: the best conversations include all the both but there is a separation between the people who originally came mm. to the to what is now the United States, and decades later, when there was separation from England. I mean, there was a lot of history in oh. there between coming, land Columbus and crew landing, you know, in the on the South Middle Atlantic border. Off. You know there's a long there's a lot of history decades and decades before there was this tension that built up you know with the colonies being developed and the colonies becoming colonies originally that didn't even happen so I think if we drop wow. out all of that, then you know the folks who originally came on the discovery piece they didn't have any issues they were like I said, most of them were, many of them, if not most of them, were folks who were plucked out of the jails, and it was like, oh, okay, good. I'm going on you a different adventure. <laughs> Right, you know, it wasn't go discover a country. Mm-hmm. They were, like, on a trade mission or something looking for, you know, whatever they were looking for, and then they found someplace they didn't even know existed when they didn't drop off,
0: uh-huh. you
1: know, that the earth at wasn't truth. flat. I do yeah. know
0: that part of history. I do yeah, recall they did that drop
1: off and they ended and even though there were people and animals and they discovered a new country. <laughs> they they it became theirs. Yeah. But that's a whole nother uh, a whole nother topic of how do you discover some place that already exists with people who already know
0: how to, yeah. I think we should have a second show. It should be a political show. I think it would be very interesting. Ooh. But uh, if if I'm saying yes to spirit, Yes. Um. And, and I would imagine, because it's a both and and because there's so many different ways to say yes to spirit, that there's just not one cookie-cutter way. And that my yeah. way to saying yes to spirit may be the one to get on the boat and see if the world is flat. And somebody else's way may be to stay at home and tend the flowers and the garden and the Yeah. And so things can look very much opposite and still both being say or still both an expression of saying yes to spirit. Yeah. Oh, it makes it much more complicated, doesn't it? Really yes. if it just looked one way then I would know if I was doing it right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Just to make sure I'm doing it right. You are so funny. Yeah. But it's interesting. Say that we unbelievably. do. Unbelievably. But I think we do look for that in a way. There's got to be one way to say yes to spirit. And in the science of mind, we talk about all paths leading to God. And each individual religion tends to say my path leads to God. And I think I get so caught up into that. You know, that if I can just find the way to say yes to spirit, but to have it so open ended is a little. uh, You know It it gives a lot to free will And you said something about free will in the beginning What was the little tidbit about free will Well just that question Is freedom and Are freedom and free will
1: the same thing Just like are freedom and independence the same thing Is free will the same as freedom Or is freedom the same as free will So if we if, If we say both in science And spirituality we say that What makes human beings Unique from all other species of creation is that we have free will that we we have the ability to make choice and to make decision right. and to change to change things, and that that is what makes us different from other animals and from the science point of view mm-hmm. from the um and that we can take you know phenomena we can take. And use principles like science and and make something new somehow uh-huh. exists. whereas we look at other animals and you know say yes, they exist within the flow of nature, but they don't change the flow of nature, okay, but in science, we say humans and our brains you know give us the ability to do that from a spiritual point of view, we say humans are created in the spiritual image and likeness of God, and so we have the ability. To create, which is basically the same thing, to create physical and emotional, to create something where nothing was there before, to create by combining different things that exist, to create what we teach is to create using universal principles, universal law, to um create what we want in our lives, so we have free will to do what we want, and, I mean, how does that, is that freedom? Is it freedom for Adam and Eve to take a bite out of an apple? Is that freedom? Is that free will? Is it both? Is it neither?
0: You know, free will seems to be, in the traditional sense of uh, how some people look at God, it seems to be God's get-out-of-jail card. Because, in a way, we use, I think, I hear the word free will. Well, you know, Sally Sue would have been saved, but she used free will, and, you know, now she's lost. And it's kind of like, you know, I think, and it's interesting, because I look at every religion, and I probably this a few months ago, you know, even those that I practice, there's always a little caveat that you say over here on the side, well, all these things apply except when they don't apply, and this is why they don't, Apply in this little tiny sliver of a moon, kind of thing over here. And free will tends to be one of those things that I think traditional sometimes wisdom uses. Well, if I hadn't, you know, gone my free will, if I had followed God's will, then Mm. things would have worked out differently for me. Yeah,
1: that free will means I. Choose not God. I choose
0: not God. That I have the freedom to choose not God. Versus free will being I can choose
1: God and I can choose not God, and they're both free
0: will. Uh uh It's an interesting thing, and I think free will is, when I really, really think about it, I I can't imagine, you know, it would be dull if we didn't have free will, we didn't have the ability. But I can't imagine in my belief pattern, even, even in my free will, according to that definition, if I choose not God, if I choose the very thing that I know is not God, if I choose to kill someone, in my belief pattern, somehow that's still God. That's still working towards the ultimate design. I just don't believe that ultimately there's anything I can do to muck it up. I'm just such a little... It's like saying, in my mind, it's like saying a little speck of sand can do something so dramatic that it can alter the entire landscape of, you know, all the beaches on the world. I don't think so you know, it might have a little ripple effect on my little tiny piece of a sand dune, you know, like two or three feet out from my little piece of sand might feel some. But you know, the sand dunes in Egypt aren't going to really feel. And so I just think this bigger thing can't be mucked with. And if I, you know, to get out of my sense of my little muckedness is so powerful, If I just sit back and say, oh, this is nothing I can do. It's my spiritual teacher, Reverend Beatrice, likes to say, you know, the card deck is loaded in my favor. There's just nothing I can do to get outside of that. And when we do things that seem to
1: be outside of that, the, the reality is that not so much that it is pre-designed, but, yeah, since it does all fit together, in in a bigger way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, who knows? Maybe I was supposed to have this experience this way because I'm modeling something for somebody else or the ripple effect that this creates is supporting the experience of the people that are impacted by that ripple. and And me or someone had to do this to create that ripple. And yes, it's all a part of not some of it's all part of the divine design, not not a fate thing, you know, no, not that no. I have no control, but no, no. whatever choices I make and whatever happens in my experience of life is a an integral part of what is mine to learn and do and what is mine to influence. And
0: others, it really it always comes down to me this whole idea of yes to spirit, and you know encouraging you on your encouraging me on my spiritual path, you know what is my core belief in terms of the spiritual experience of this experience and 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 I have to come down to this is either all spirit or it's none of it is spirit i really don't I can't do the free will caveat I can't do the little fifty one percent in science and mind we talk about you have to tip it out to fifty one percent or then you know bad things can happen if you're at forty eight percent. You know, so I I just I just keep coming back to it's either all spirit or none of it's spirit and even if I'm really mucking it up, it's still spirit and it's not and the whole design, the whole river flow is flowing me into Wonder, joy, excitement, beauty, wholeness. Yes. Yeah, so when I'm having a, a
1: meltdown in uh-huh. the middle of the day, right? Um, that it is all flowing. It is flowing me moving towards. towards right. I am moving toward right. the experience that I that only I can have, that is perfect for me.
0: And that flow may be like molasses. And your little flow when you are doing your day long retreat, maybe more like a speed car, you know what I'm saying, it in terms feels of the direction that way in right. The human
1: experience. right.
0: But the flow I don't think ever changes. I don't think we ever go backwards, I don't think we ever absolutely stop. I think we're always moving towards whatever the our experience is, and that goes back to the original idea that it's my interpretation that 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 creates it. This is very deep. Deep, deep, deep freedom stuff (laughs) and I'm laughing because we (laughs) never ever know
1: (laughs) where we're going to end up at the beginning of the hour we just never ever ever have
0: a clue cannot predict and I'm going to answer the question no that free will and freedom aren't the same thing I think freedom is, is innate within us whether we stayed in England, came to America, whether I choose to follow God's will or choose not to follow God's will, I think freedom is a s- staple. And free will, I think, is something that comes and goes. I feel better now that I answered that question. I really wanted to
1: kind of loop
0: that up. Okay, then.
1: <laughs> then I, I won't have you an answer. Do you have to an answer? Advice. Do you think yeah. freedom and free will is the same thing? I don't have an answer <laughs> because you've got it all looked I up. I know. I have it all sewn up. Can you just, yeah, that's it. No, you don't have to. And agree. we only have six minutes, not ah, 16. Ah. <laughs> Um, And actually, I don't have any, uh, a response because I'm still thinking about it. Mm. I'm still reflecting on what's the distinction between the two or do I think they're one and the same. Um, so,
0: yeah,
1: I'm perfectly Happy to accept your looping in. Nice, it up.
0: packaged, yes, prepackaged moment, idea for the
1: moment. For the moment. So, um, freedom, spiritual practices that allow us or support mm. us in our quest to freedom. Um, we don't usually think of choice, you know, making a choice, choosing as a spiritual practice, but for some reason ah. that really is coming me today as remembering I always have a choice, and I think it's partly because of the idea that when, that it's coming to me that way as a spiritual practice, because there are times when other people tell us we can or can't do something. There are other times, there are times when people tell us we're good at something or we're not. Right. There are times when people say, yes, you can have what you've been working toward, or no, you can't. Right. And really, the spiritual practice in those times where the boundaries seem to be being set by others is to spiritually choose what is right for you. So I love that you gave the example that, you know, you've been in workplaces and and other situations where, okay, people say here are the rules, but, you have a clear vision or drive to do something different, and you do it. Now, our listeners who've listened for a while know you well enough to know that some of that is just pure out human rebellion and ego.
0: But, Thank you for that. But
1: other times, it, mm. and a lot of the time with you, actually. Mm. You don't know, you just know it's coming from, it's not something you thought about, you just know it. That's the spiritual guidance and that feels like intuition that you follow a lot,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a lot. And so it's like, yeah, for me, and I can think of situations where, yeah, you know, somebody said, no, you can't do that, or no, you know, I don't think, that's the right thing, and I will take it into meditation, or I will, you know, not have a strong feeling one way or the other, but then sp- feel spiritually guided to go in 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 that direction anyway, or to go in that direction with a little bit of a left turn, you know, uh, make some adjustment to it, and I think that's spiritual practice: listening to intuition.
0: And choosing.
1: And then making that choice from a spiritually directed place. And choosing can be a
0: spiritual practice. I like that. Never had thought of it. I like it, though. And I think it's very true. And it's something we always are doing, whether we are aware of it or not. We are making choices. And to make that a part of our spiritual practice, to understand that that is, a spiritual practice. Well,
1: it, I'm, no, I'm not I love a victim. It. I I'm love not it. a victim. It's not the King of England running me. The King of England is saying, right. here's what I expect. And then if I am choosing, I am exercising my freedom right. as a person to choose what is best for me.
0: I like it. We can't put it on a bumper sticker, like, different by divine design.
1: You really like that. I really like
0: that. <laughs> but I like that. I like that, but the idea of having a spiritual practice of choice. And again, but all spiritual practices come down to that. I can choose to meditate in the morning. I can choose to journal. I can choose to, you know, see the good in someone, see others, see God expressing in everyone, or, you know, say that son of a gun, they can't be expressing God. You know, it's my choice. And choice then becomes a spiritual beloved. Love it. I love it. What am I choosing? That could be a bumper sticker. Choice is a spiritual practice. That could be a bumper that sticker. That could be a You got sticker. bumper stickers. On I mind do. Today. I don't bumper know. It.
1: Any other spiritual practices that come to mind?
0: You know, for freedom. I just, I just, I just can't think of one specifically for freedom. But I like the idea well, of choice. Yeah. Choice. They all are. The freedom. Uh-huh. Maybe uh-huh. You have the freedom to choose. So,
1: um, well, that pretty much wraps it up, and we only have about a minute left anyway, so it's a good thing we're not Perfect. thinking of, of uh, five or six additional <laughs> spiritual practices. I want to thank everybody who's listening to the show today, either live or by recording. We'd love to hear from you. So please, you know, post something on the show page or um, dial in in a future show and tell us how the content and the conversation today impacted you. Um, and uh, over the next few weeks we'll be um, coming together and talking about all kinds of different things from spiraling to balance to uh, reputation and repetition. And so please check the showcase wow. to see what's coming up soon. But in the meantime, please remember to say
0: yes to the spirit. My heart's been hurt a
1: couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna
0: lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play Meant to Be. Okay. meant to be, it be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. meant to be, it'll be,
1: it'll be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.